Hello, this is Pastor Sam Velez, and I'm so glad that you're joining us for our service. We hope you enjoy this message today, that it blesses your life and your families. We love you. Live with expectation that when you pray to God, God has the answer for your prayer. That you would have an expectation in 2024. The word of the year was expanding our territory, enlarging the territory. We talked about Javis last Sunday. And that is the expectation that we have, that God would enlarge your territory. That God would enlarge the territory of this church. But you must have expectation. Because if you don't have expectation, you'll never fully experience everything that God has for your life. It is pointless for me to talk to you till I'm blue in the face, in the face about Jesus if I don't believe Jesus can do what he can actually do in his word. If I don't have the expectation, when I go and I pray over you, because you, whether you're sick or, you know, you got a family problem, I pray with the expectation that God is going to do something for your life. Because then it becomes pointless. We must live with expectation today. And so I wanted to talk about that today. If you have your Bibles, I want to kick it off with Proverbs chapter 23, verse 18. Proverbs 23, verse 18. It says this, it says, there is surely a future hope for you and your hope will not be cut off. There is surely a future hope for you and your hope will not be cut off. There's another translation that says, and your expectation will not be cut off. And your expectation will not be cut off. In other words, Expectation is the bridge to your miracle. Expectation is what, where you are and where God's about to take you. But it starts with expectation. I'm expecting God. I'm not doubting God. I'm not praying prayers. If God, you want to do it, it's I'm praying and I'm believing that God, you will and you can. That you can. Last year, we saw God do amazing miracles. We saw God, even in our Tuesday night prayers, remove tumors from people's bodies. We saw people with cancer have no more cancer. We saw things that, tangible things, amen. And that is just scratching the surface. I'm ready for God to do more tangible things this year. This year. There will be the day where we will sit in the service and we'll see people get out of wheelchairs. In Jesus' name. We're not going to need any more wheelchairs in the back just in case someone needs one. We're not going to need that. In Jesus' name. There'll be the day where people will walk in the parking lot and cancer will just leave their body without, their, without even stepping foot here yet. That's what we expect from God. And so today I want to share with you in the book of uh, Mark, if you have your Bible, I want you to go to Mark chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. For some of you, this is a familiar story. But for some of you that are new here, this is, you're going to hear this for the first time. It says this. Then they came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd were leaving the city. A blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside, begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, 
have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Along the road. I want to stop here. And the time of message is this. It's blind expectation. Blind expectation. There are certain things that I would rather go in blind than knowing what's going to happen. I would rather go into it blind without the reassurance because it's going to require me to trust in what I'm about to do. It's going to require me to trust in anything. Whether it's things that I'm believing God for or it's a roller coaster. I'd rather do it blindly than someone else reassure me because it takes faith for me to trust. And if I'm going to believe God for more and I'm going to live with expectation, then it requires me to have faith and to trust God before I receive anything. Because then my faith is pointless. Faith is not faith unless you have to put your trust in something without knowing what happened on the other side. For you to say, I have faith, but you're always going to need an assurance, you're not really asking for faith. You want an assurance. You want someone to tell you like it is before you make a decision. But there are certain things that you're going to have to believe God for so that you could receive the miracle and he gets the glory. There are certain things that are present in your life right now in private that you are going through that's requiring you to trust God. For Bartimaeus, it was the fact that he had no sight until Jesus came to the picture. For you, it could be anything, big or small, but it requires you to live with, the, with faith and with expectation to trust God. So I want to talk about three things today about expectation. Number one is this, is that expectation sees before it receives. Expectation sees before it receives. What Bartimaeus lacked in sight, he had in insight. In other words, while he couldn't see Jesus, the moment that he heard that Jesus was near his perimeter, he acted in faith and shouted to him. He believed that, man, if Jesus is in this place, then something has to happen for me. And that should tell me and you something because many people have, can see but have no sight. There's many people that can see but they don't experience supernatural things because they're back into logic. While the crowd was seeing Jesus, the man, Bartimaeus saw Jesus, the Messiah. And there is a difference, church, with when it comes to expectation, that you have to see God beyond what you're really seeing in front of you. 
What you're seeing in front of you is I got this note from the doctor. But expectation is, God, I thank you that I'm seeing myself walking out of that hospital healed. What you're seeing in front of you is, man, I got money issues. But with expectation, I can see, man, that God, I thank you that by tomorrow, by this day, I'm going to walk out with everything that I need. I'm never going to lack in Jesus' name. Amen. There is a difference, church. And many people see but have no sight. And blind Bartimaeus saw Jesus for who he really is. While the crowd was trying to press and trying to see and trying to, they just, like a, like, a, like a circus, they just want to see what's about to happen. Bartimaeus saw something else. He saw the source of his healing. He saw the one person that can do something about his problem. And expectation sees it before it receives it. Expectation is, God, I expect this. I don't see it right now. It's not right in front of me. But I know because it's your name in Jesus' name that something has to change. I don't see my brother saved right now, but I can see my brother coming to you in Jesus' name. If you've got family members that need Jesus today. Whatever the issue is, I'm not saying to be ignorant and pretend like it's not there. Like I'm just going to pretend like it's not happening. No, no, I'm not saying to do that either. Recognize there's a problem, but recognize there's a problem solver as well. You see the problem. You know that the problem is right in front of you. But the solution is, is right there as well. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Faith, that's what faith does. Faith believes before it ever beholds something. Faith believes before it ever gets anything, it believes. And if we're going to win in 2024, if you're going to live this year different from last year, then you must raise your expectation to believe God for more. To be- believe God for the impossible. To believe God, to see it. To see it before you receive it. Last Sunday, I talked about different things that I'm believing God for for our church. And although we don't have it in this moment, I see it. I talked about free camp for kids. I don't have free camp for kids right now, but I see it. Our pastors casted vision for, for youth and children's church. They don't see it. There's not, there's not happening right now, but I, we see it. We see more than 500 young people. We see thousands of college people. We see many children following you. We see it, church. And we expect it. We expect as long as our hand is down to the ground, as long as we're obeying God, as long as we're pushing the plow, as long as we're doing our part, God will always do his. God will always do his. We just have to obey. And Bartimaeus teaches us to see before we receive. Bartimaeus teaches us that I don't have To have it right in front of me to know that God's for me. I don't have to have the eyes to see. I just got to know that Jesus is present. And as long as I know he's present, I got everything I need. I got everything I need.
But expectation sees before it recedes. Number two is this. As that expectation with faith attracts Christ. Expectation with faith attracts Christ. Bible says that that blind Bartimaeus begins to yell for the Lord, for Jesus. He's on the roadside, and he begins to yell. And then Jesus stops on his tracks and says, call him. Everybody, it, would, it must have been, you have to think about it. It must have been very loud, walking with a lot of people everywhere. They were outside. If you've, been to, if you've ever been to Israel, there's no, like, soundproof. Like, it's loud. People are talking loud. You know, people are yelling. You don't know if someone's telling you off in Hebrew. You know, you, you think they're blessing you and they're not. You know, whatever. And I can imagine it being very, very loud. But yet he screams loud enough. And it's, here's the thing, church. You have to think about it. It's not the fact that he yelled louder than everybody else. It's the fact that his faith is what attracted Jesus to him. For him to stop and say, call him. It's the same kind of faith if you, were, if you saw my Tuesday Facebook when I talked on, on expectation. The woman with the issue of blood. It wasn't the fact that people were, 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 were touching Jesus is that faith made him stop and say, who touched me? Because faith is what attracts God to respond. Faith will stop God and say, what is it that you're needing? It's faith that will get God to listen. Because you're telling God, God, I trust you more than what's happening right now. God, I'm about to make a decision out of obedience more than what I'm feeling in the moment. It's a, it's a supernatural trust in the Lord. And so Jesus stops and says, call him over. And I need you to understand this, church, that your expectation and your faith are not two separate things. They go hand in hand. And it is your faith that attracts the Lord. It's your faith every time you pray to the Lord. It's your faith that's going to get God to move on your behalf. It's your faith. Think about it, church. All throughout the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, requires some sort of faith. The fact when you gave your life to Jesus required you putting your faith in him. Every person that, you could say, Pastor, I have a bunch of Bible heroes. All your Bible heroes required faith in God. It required them to trust the Lord to do what they needed to do. Whether it's to slay a giant whether it's to conquer a nation, whether it's just to, to yell and to sing and walls come down, it required, whether it's to walk on water, it required faith in God. And when faith was used, something comes out of that. Too many people live discouraged lives. And because they are discouraged, they've allowed the enemy to limit their prayer life. But when we fast to the Lord, we're, 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 we're not just fasting just to fast. We're fasting to believe God for something. 
There are certain things that require you to fast for. When I know I'm about to enter into a new challenge, a new thing, I fast. I'm putting my trust. I'm, I'm not going to eat. I'm, I'm going to restrain. I'm going to drink water. I'm going to drink whatever, you know, coffee. And, and I'm not going to eat any kind of food. We're not doing a Daniel fast because that's not even a fast. We're not, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast social media. That's not a fast. You should just do that on your own. I'm literally, we're not, we're, we're not eating from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Because we're believing God for certain things. When we started doing this fast a couple of years ago, there, there are people that God has done amazing things through these fasts. There was a woman that was coming to this fast that couldn't have children, and now she has two children because of the fast. They're setting aside to believe God for something. And if you've never fasted, I want to encourage you, you should try it out. Trust God with it. Whatever it is that you're believing God for this year, trust God with the fast. But like Bartimaeus, going back to him, it required him to believe the Lord. It required, he was desperate enough to go to Jesus and it attracted him to say, call him here. And the Bible says, they're like, hey, Bartimaeus, let me read it to you. Cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. And then the Bible says that he throws his cloak aside. He jumps to his feet and he came to Jesus. He came to Jesus. In Bible times, when you were blind or you had some sort of issue or you were paralyzed or whatever, a lot of times you became a beggar. You were destined to be a beggar. That was your label. They didn't recognize you because they thought that there was, in those times, they thought there was something wrong with you, that you had some sort of sin and that God was punishing you and that you deserved to be that way. And sometimes the government would give you clothes so that people could know you are a beggar. And the Bible says that blind Bartimaeus, when they tell him, get on your feet, Jesus is calling you. The Bible says that he throws his cloak aside and he goes to Jesus. In other words, he had an expectation to believe that, man, when I go to Jesus, I'm not going back to who I used to be. Other words, what used to be my label will no longer be my label. And for some of you today, it's a day that you throw your cloak aside and say, I'm no longer going to be who I used to be. The way I came in, I'm not going to be the way. That's not going to be me when I get out there. Whatever I carried with me today, I'm not carrying it with me out there. Choose today to leave behind what was to where God wants to take you now. Leave with the expectation that today's the day that Jesus is going to meet me and he's going to heal me and he's going to restore me and he's going to do everything he has to do in me so that when I walk out those doors, I'm not the same person. 
My job's going to look at me different. My family's going to see me different because of what I have encountered with Jesus Christ. But expectation comes with faith. Requires you to believe. It's crazy. He gets up, throws his cloak, and goes to Jesus. He already knew that one moment with the master, I'll never be the same. One touch from Christ, I'll never be the same. I'm here, that's for you today. All you need is one moment with God, and you'll never be the same. If you're in this room and you're dealing with addictions, all you need is one moment with God, and the addictions will have to go. All you need is a moment with God. You don't need two years. You don't need a five-year step program. All you need is a moment with Jesus, and you'll be free. Some of you, you're depressed in this room. Things happen that you... that disappointed you. All you need is one moment to surrender to Jesus and you'll find joy. He's the source in this whole sermon. He's the source. He is the source of the healing. He is the source of our life. That's why we sing songs about Jesus. That's why we pray the way we pray because we believe and we expect God to do supernatural things. We believe that whatever Jesus said, he follows through with. I'm not reading you a Harry Potter book or whatever. I'm reading you truth. This isn't some philosophy that I made up two years ago to help you. No, this Bible has gone thousands of thousands of years and has never failed anybody. It's never changed. It's never been updated. It's the same thing. Thousands of years. My encouragement is that you would choose to have an expectation with some faith to attract God. The last one is this, is that expectation has a reward. Expectation has a reward. The Bible says that Jesus tells him, what do you want? And it's very obvious. Obviously, it's, you're like, that's such an obvious question. He says, what do you want me to do? And he says, I want to see. But here's the thing what I love about Jesus is that Jesus... Jesus just doesn't want to do something to you. He wants to do something in you. See, because here's the thing. It's not enough for God to heal your bad back and you're still bitter towards your wife. It's not enough for God to take away the cancer from your body and you still gossip. Jesus wants you whole. He wants you whole. He doesn't want you good in one place and terrible in the other. Jesus wants to transform the whole person. And so when he, reaves his, when he gives him his sight, you know what happens? The Bible says that he gets on the road and continues walking with Jesus. He went from a beggar on the roadside to walking as a disciple with Jesus. Because that's what it's all about. It's transformation. God doesn't just want to heal you to get you off the roadside. He wants you to be transformed, to walk with him. 
want you going back to where you were. He wants you going forwards, not backwards. If you're in this room and this is the first time you're here, you've, or, you know, you've, you're, you're starting to come to church because you're trying to do something new this year. Understand this. Go forward with Christ. Don't go backwards. Doesn't matter whether you got friends or family that want to stay backwards. Good for them. God has something for you forward. There's something better for you, church. But we must live with expectancy. I need to expect God. And when you live with expectation, God has a reward for that. For Bartimaeus, it was his sight. And a new life. He was no longer going to be on the side. We were no longer going to see him begging on the side. The Bible says he was on the road with Jesus. That's another sermon in itself. He's on the road. From the roadside to the road. He becomes a disciple following Jesus. And my prayer today is that you would live with expectation. Thank you so much for joining our service and for listening to us. We are located at 4519 East Del Mar Boulevard in Laredo, Texas. And we hope that you continue to be a part of our ICM family.